<laughs> hey, Carl. <laughs> curls. Look at these curls. Love them. Do you love them? My hair hasn't been this curly since I don't even know when. I don't even know if I knew how to take care of it when it would have been this curly. Today, like I slept with it in a loose ponytail and it like, I just did this. This is awesome. Like, this is how I got ready today. Okay. It's That's great. That's what you wanted. Low maintenance. Yeah. So why are you unhappy? <laughs> I don't know. It's just fluffier than I thought. I don't know. I don't think it's fluffy enough. I think I, I like instinctively made my curls bigger to like, be like, come yeah, on, yeah, curl good. power. Yeah. <laughs> Two lions unite. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Hi. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. And we're, we're, we're curl power. Yeah. all these curls. I mean, yeah, I'm probably going to keep whatever we just spoke about with the curls. <laughs> so you don't have to do it over again. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, but yeah, I'm loving it. You're shaking it out. You're living it. You're owning it fucking lovely beautiful curls can i tell you my good news <laughs> yeah i'd love to hear your good news i'm number one on amazon's new releases but for one category and not the category that i was hoping for okay what category i was hoping to be number one in cat dog animal humor which is what i would have expected yeah yeah i'm like number 23 there is um liam the farting leprechaun was like number two the last time I checked and I was trying to beat him and I still have not beat him. So that's upsetting. But I'm number one new releases under love, sex, marriage, humor. What? How? Yeah, I mean, I talk about my ex-boyfriend in it. Like I make boyfriend jokes, but like not as many cat jokes as I, like the whole book is cat jokes. Like, but I was I guess like, if I don't, you don't find love or have sex. <laughs> you turn to cats because I talk about like witches and crazy cat ladies and stereotypes of being a single woman with cats yeah but it's just well, like, that's I was amazing. like so you're beating out like fucking I was gonna say Dr. Ruth like this was 1987 <laughs> like it's 1994 up here here and you're like fuck Dr. Ruth we have a new sex psychologist in town and it's Liz Mealy I that's amazing and yeah, <laughs> I really couldn't think of another sex expert. I was like, <laughs> there's Dr. Drew, but that was super 90s. But like, I don't know. Um, and then there's oh, Dr. Mealy. David Sedaris, I was right above uh, David Sedaris book, Carnival Snackery. I don't even know this book. Oh, it's Diaries. I'm curious if I want to read his diaries. Um, I have the audio of his diaries and, and they're... I'd like to say inspiring for a writer just because you can be like oh like I like the way he writes down little moments that he has yeah. with others and stuff like that I do similar things so I find it inspiring in that way but I don't see how like it's good it's not like good storytelling but yeah like he's I mean to me he inspired me as a comedian so like the way he talked about his family I think he's one of six and like 
all that stuff made me feel when I was a teenager, the same way I looked at somebody like Christopher Titus, who talked about his family dynamic and alcoholism and mental illness. It was like, oh, you can talk about these painful things. So I do like the way he like bite-sized snacks of interesting information, but I love David Sederis and I'm not even sure if I want to read his diaries. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But I'm beating him and that's all that matters. Um, I'm sure for a day, uh, who knows how long, but yeah, my book's doing well. Thank you for everybody who bought my book. It's so exciting. I'm an author. That's going to get real annoying real fast. Uh, Already I've done that to my brother a lot. <laughs> I was like, um, can you pick this up? Cause I'm a published author. And he's like, you wrote about cats for like 200 pages. There was an up. episode of two non-doctors where I called you out on exactly this. I was like, <laughs> your ego is going to get so big so quickly. It's going to take almost oh my nothing. God. I'm so close <laughs> to my scandal. Oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait for somebody to try to cancel me. And I'd be like, you can't cancel someone that predicted the future. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Fine. I, um, I booked a thing. I booked it. Book? Like, it's a channel called Dave and it's got all the cool kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like an airline called Ryan Air. Like, I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, but it's got all the cool kid comedians on their channel. You know what I mean? You know, when you yeah. go to Edinburgh and it's very clear who all the cool kid comedians are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm shooting a stand up thing for them. It's only going to go on, yeah, on the web. I'm hearing about this on air, not in personal Maria Liz time. You were too busy talking about you being an author. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I literally found out like four hours ago when you were asleep for three of them so that's a valid point I'm so yeah. excited Is yeah it like one of those like you do 10 minutes of stand-up kind of things yeah I do like 15 minutes and then they'll choose from there what they put on the internet so yeah it's good it'll get me more exposed to an audience more importantly give me a like um another credit that you know if I try to yeah. sell a show like well she, yeah. you might have seen her on this and yeah. all that shit so Congratulations. So Look at Thank us. Thank you. Killing it. Making shit happen. Yeah. Curls and all. Hell yeah. Did any fans write to us? Yeah, but we didn't do No, we do announcements. I'm not used to driving. I just think I should take the wheel sometimes. I'm like, okay. Let's get into our Googles. Is, is, You've is this where we tell puns? This is where we tell puns. So four like, cat Ooh. puns right now. <laughs> You're like, count me out. <laughs> You can't make, you didn't even give me a chance to fail at it. You went right into being like, I'm better than you at cat puns. Did you have one? Perfect segue, Maria. Great. Oh, I love it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, announcements. Thanks to all our patrons, uh, everybody on Patreon that, uh, I don't even know, I don't know why I can't say it, takes care of us, supports us, believes in us. Um, uh, uh, we have monthly bonuses. We now have weekly bonuses. Um, you can get stickers, you can control our Googles, you can be a Google guest, um, tons of bonuses, uh, and, uh, thanks to everybody that gives to us. And if you want to give to us, patreon.com slash two non-doctors. That's right. And you can follow us on the socials. If you want to see pretty pictures and videos, go to Instagram at two non-DRS and everything else is at two non-doctors forward doctors, the number two. If you have time and feel like being generous uh, and want to leave us an, um, a review on Apple Podcasts, 
it helps us out a lot. It helps us get seen, uh, makes us feel good. And um, we really do, we read them all. We, we love hearing from you all. We love hearing your reviews. Uh, so give us a rate and review if you have a chance to do that. Personal announcements. I'm adding dates. So uh, in April, Philly and Minneapolis. Then in June, June 5th, I'll be headlining Brooklyn at the Bell House. And then I'm in Arlington, Virginia at Arlington Draft House in July. And then I'm slowly booking more stuff. So lizmealy.com and get some tickets. Things will sell out, not because I'm famous, because things are like 25% capacity. Um, I'm starting to book some things. I have a couple of previews that I should have had prepared and I don't. Oh, I have uh, June 14th at 6.30 p.m. at Top Secret Comedy Club. Best and club. it is the best club. And uh, Tuesday, August 10th. 6.30 p.m. at Top Secret Comedy Club, and I'll be putting up more dates for shows uh, on my website. Yeah, visit our websites. We paid money for them. Okay. <laughs> Every fucking month. Tell um, me you like it. Fan, uh, mail. fan mail, fan mail, fan mail. Okay, we have an email from Ben. He says, hey, Maria, Ben from Maine. We're about the same age. I will always be interested in your flatmate issues or whatever else that's supposed to be reserved for younger people. I'm living my dream life and it's not like modern family. I'll be leaning on you for your mature take on being immature. Love you both. And I'm personally missing pasta the last couple of weeks. Hashtag free pasta. <laughs> well, that's going to be a disappointing hashtag for a lot of hungry people out there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's happening in Italy? Let's get some free pasta. Oh, thanks, Ben. That's really sweet. It's, it's good to know that, you know, um, there are other people living like they're, they're 18 <laughs> for the rest of their lives. And that makes me happy. Thanks for. I also, Cause we, I, in general, like, I think sometimes I get insecure, even on stage about like my problems aren't other people's problems, but it's also like everybody at some point, unless I guess you're uber rich has had these problems at some point in their life. And I, I've noticed so I've been watching this sketch show, uh, Baroness Von Sketch Show. It's they're Canadian. Um, my friend um, Danny got me into them. Have you wait, heard of them? Their name is Baroness Von. It's a sketch show called Baroness Von Sketch Show. I thought like I was like, oh, did Baron Von go female? <laughs> no, no, no. All female sketch show based out of Canada. It's so funny, but um, in general, they have a lot of office humor. And I've like barely ever worked in an office and I'm both like fascinated. And when I get the jokes, I feel like really good. And I'm like, do I get these jokes? Cause I've watched other office, you know, dramas or whatever, but I, the same way I like, I love office drama. I love hearing about like stuff that I just don't experience, but I have to like kind of remind myself that like people don't need to completely relate to everything to enjoy what you're doing, especially when you're funny. Right guys. That's absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Because if they don't know, they'll find out if they like you enough. Yeah. I mean, I've I never been, to, you know, I've never been a New York cop, but I watched Die Hard last night and fully enjoyed it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> great, exa great example, Maria. Yeah. Um, there's some dog people buying my book. So, you know, there's out there, there's people out there willing to learn from people that uh, have a different lifestyle than them. People, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna do a, a a book mention counter. So oh please, gonna, throughout, throughout this podcast, it it's gonna go ding every time. Yeah, you yeah. Do. <laughs> so as an author, I yeah. really like to <laughs> ding. <laughs>
no, I just, I appreciated it. We appreciate you, Ben. We appreciate that you uh, enjoy our shitty life. <laughs> Not for long, <laughs> Miss Author. Ding. I guess that's <laughs> Well, I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> um, thanks, Ben. You want to get into Google? Thanks, Ben. We're very excited uh, for our Google guest this week, Darren Levy. Uh, you have funny Uber rides as your YouTube channel. Millions of views on all your videos. Mine didn't have a million views. Why does my video not have a million views? That's just one metric. There's so many metrics. That, that's not a, yeah. Is there any way to like repost it so I have millions of views? Um, I think you did you something wrong. Is this why you, you brought you him on, Liz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my millions of views, Darren? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Darren. I had no idea this was called pretenses. I don't know where he tries to log out and he can't. He's like, what the hell? This is some kind of Zoom prison. But you, you get into an Uber and then you just talk to these comics. So it's, so it's sort of like comedians in cars getting coffee, but in Ubers and without coffee or Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well, yeah, the same. Would, well, <laughs> and in well, well, Australia. <laughs> originally originally it wasn't it wasn't comedians it was more just like you know party goers on the weekend kind of thing. oh fun oh um, cool um uh what was your what was your google it's sensitive it's uh, nipples because earlier on in the week i got a nipple piercing um the first piercing i've ever gotten and i was wait i'm myself. sorry wait i'm sorry you went from nothing to nipple piercing yes do you yes, have exactly a right. do you have tattoos no i, I like borderline hurt perspective. you <laughs> honestly like it it wasn't that bad i think it looks kind of good though like I, I i at this stage i'm gonna keep it um do you want to see it or is that i think that has to happen yeah <laughs> like it's it's pretty you know it's it's very oh okay very wow. classic <laughs> well that's because he just got it he hasn't even had a chance to like bling it out or do something like 14 year old boy about it i i see yeah, it and I, and I definitely will, because you're not allowed it for the first, like, I think, like, six months it takes for it to, like, fully heal. Um, but then, Does it hurt? Is it, like, are you, like, bumping into stuff or, like, rolling on your chest when you sleep and you're like, God? No, I, I caught it on my freezer door the other day. <laughs> that, no. that, that was, like, that was just, like, no. a little bit of but I don't like this. I don't like this. Up to 5% of the population has a third nipple, which you probably, I don't know, do you know anybody who has like extra I did nipples? actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. We killed him. <laughs> I said I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have four nipples. Um, <laughs> Can I just kick them off? I don't, I can't. Uh, this is too much information. What is going on? Where are they? <laughs> Um, they're they're like they're they're literally like just below my my regular nipples. Are, are you a cat? Are, are I was four, a cow in my past life. Are all four are all four sensitive? No. Um, so you can't. So they don't. They're not. Give, give me a second. So they're not sensitive. So if you pierce them, like you'd still feel it. It's just not like um. What skin? An erogenous area. <laughs> no. The the um. So the, the, the piercing that I have, the lady told me it's a 16 gauge, which is like the smallest bar that you can get. So the other ones are too small to be pierced. Oh, okay. um, it's not, it's not, yeah, no, it's not, it's not a sensitive area, but it's, it's you know, it's good. I'll be honest, like nipple piercings. I don't know. I'm kind of like indifferent or whatever, but if I met a guy that 
had extra nipples and then also pierced their them i i don't know how i would feel i'm not I gonna throw you out of bed but I, we're not gonna get to sex anytime soon i'm gonna have so many questions and <laughs> like i think that's that that's often part of foreplay just like getting comfortable with somebody so yeah what is this hey is this cancerous <laughs> how long have you had this <laughs> did you know that that guys can lactate guys you need to stop how did you find that out buddy <laughs> they um they have to produce uh, an extra type of uh, hormone i think it's prolactin prolactin or something like that but it's very possible uh, they, it you sounds know, like a guy made up term like if i can lactate it's going to be called prolactate <laughs> yeah and it's uh right. has electrolytes in it it's pretty good for you <laughs> yeah. is there anything that you want to plug season three of funny uber rides is starting up again uh in april so uh, it, on pretty much every platform go watch cool. it it's a great channel it's how we became besties i'm gonna go hold my boobs <laughs> <laughs> Same. Same. We're, bo- we're both like good luck to you <laughs> uh uh thanks for coming on and sharing way too much about your body any <laughs> time <laughs> really <laughs> My Google is how many steps a day is actually healthy. And it's funny because like I've paid attention more to my Fitbit than I ever have. And it's always that 10K steps was like the thing that's like programmed. But I was just like, is that real? Like what is, you know what I mean? And is that for everybody? So um, inactive, someone who is like considered inactive is less than 5k step 5,000 steps which I was like woo like there's definitely days where I'm like I did less than a thousand I am almost a vegetable somewhat active to act uh, to average is seven um 7.5k to 10k you know um and then very active is 12.5k or higher my goal has always been 16k i don't know where i came up with that number i just maybe i saw what i was kind of averaging in my before life but i have noticed when i hit 20k i like feel good like i feel like i did stuff like i was walking all day like it's funny how like 16k my little you know thing on my watch goes off and makes me feel good about myself but 20k is actually really where i i have my own little party in my head and my body feels good but basically if you're trying to lose weight over 15k Um, But the CDC recommends 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week. And I don't know what that translates to, but basically you should get 10K just to be alive. But that's not... I am not even getting a tenth of that in lockdown. (laughs) I mean, it's like... I might be considered a rock. It's bad. It's like 800 to 1,000 steps a day. And it's like, it's bad. Yeah, that's not good. I don't know. I don't, I've, I've been doing planks. I'm doing other things where I don't move. I just, I've noticed <laughs> in general. You're like, I'm not moving. Do I get any points? I'm so good at not moving. Uh, I wish that was an Olympic sport. <laughs> I've just noticed I feel so much better when I'm over, like I said, like 15 to 20 I, Anything over 15,000 steps and I'm tired later in the day. But, I'm just like, oh just- God. Because I'm not because I'm used to it. I know. I know. Well, that's awesome. So wait, what do you average now? In lockdown, like seven, like that. And that's like a decent day. Like I had some really bad days and weeks where it was under like two, like Mm -hmm. truly not moving. 
um, and not leaving the house. I would say with things being slightly better or like the fact that I really do try to go to the grocery store or go to the post office or something that if I do one thing a day, that's about 7k. And then on a good day where I go for a run or I have like a rooftop show or what have you, or if I go to the post office and the grocery store, wow, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit the, the like 14 to 16 K. And then like today I had to go get a COVID test. It's like a half hour walk and then a half hour walk back. And then I think I'm going to have to go to the grocery store. Like I'll probably hit at least 15, even when I, like our before times, like I would have a spot and I would, if I had the time, I would walk to my next spot, even if it took an hour, as opposed to take the subway. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm a walker. Yeah, I know. I remember hanging out with you. <sighs> um, <laughs> so I, I, um, I googled, how do you decaf coffee, like decaffeinate coffee? Oh, it's a process I wasn't aware of. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it uses chemicals like a fruit acid and the other chemical is something that's also in like paint thinner and what? some other things. Yeah. And it's called, I can find it right now if I can stop babbling. What's it called? They found out on accident because like, uh, like somebody left their coffee out in the sea and then the coffee flavor stayed, but the, it, it wasn't decaffeinated anymore, which I don't know how they figured that out. They were like, why am I not jittery and not angry? Um, <laughs> then they changed it. So, so you, okay. So there's uh, methylene chloride and ethyl acetate. You soak the beans in that methylene chloride can be used as a paint stripper and a degreaser as well as an agent to remove caffeine ethyl acetate is a natural fruit ether usually made from acetic acid the building block of vinegar um, and it's also used to make nail polish remover oh my god <laughs> yeah so this is what's in your decaffeinated coffee so the caffeine's drawn out by the solvent and you can't do it once the coffee's ground or the coffee end up tasting like straw so they have to do it when the coffee green beans are still green, like before the roasting. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then that's as far as I got before we started the podcast. <laughs> so if I can just Does that see mean if decaf I can... coffee is like really bad for you? That's what I'm wondering. Um, because because of this process, which I had no idea. Because like you always see things like boasting is naturally decaffeinated. Um, and I didn't know if that meant like it just comes that way or if it means we decaffeinated this naturally, like with, you know fruit acids and not vinegar I wonder if um, it's the same for like because like I drink decaffeinated um green tea and I wonder if it's a similar process like it's all decaffeination so you want me to find out right now acid. you want me to find out right now yeah let's find out right now also my brother's staying with me and um he he can't drink regular coffee he gets too jittery and anxious so he drinks decaf coffee. And so there was a day he didn't sleep well. And I was like, oh, do you want to get coffee with caffeine? He was like, no, decaf is fine enough. And I was like, but there's no caffeine in it. He goes, well, technically there is. It's just not it. Like there's always some caffeine. It's just not as much as regular coffee. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Also, I, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to coffee. Like I, bad things happen to my whole body when I drink a lot of it. Mm. And um, I had done research years ago when I went off it. And I was like, oh, can I just have decaf? And they're like, no, the thing you're allergic to is not, it's like not caffeine, clearly. It's it's this other thing. Um, I saw one thing that said it used, uh, oh, I've already forgotten. <laughs> just read it. 
Okay, naturally occurring caffeine in tea is removed by any four decaffeination processes. Two use the chemical solvents, ethyl acetate and methylene chloride, which is what they use to decaf coffee, decaffeinate coffee. One uses carbon dioxide and one uses water. None of these result in tea that is totally caffeine-free by law label that displays decaffeinated um, must have at least 97% of the caffeine removed. The decaffeination process using ethylene chloride was once considered to have carcinogenic properties and was banned in the United States. But according to the May 2004 Berkeley Wellness Letter, after further study, the FDA approved it for use. So that's boring. Does not make me feel good with how America works. Yeah, it's fine. Of all the things that give you cancer, this is the least, like, it's 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 almost like a, a cancer stowaway on like, like the air is more likely to give you cancer. And this is just sort of like on the back of that. But, <laughs> like the, fact that we, but the fact that we banned it and then it came back just tells me that somebody paid somebody. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't tell me like, they're like, oh, we're wrong. It tells me that somebody did something. Like, I just don't believe. I'm going to have to take some more time to research this because I, I do think it also has lower in, like antioxidants and benefits if you decaffeinate it. But there's too many articles at the moment. Okay, we'll get back to it. Un, uh, we've we've had unresolved or unfinished Googles before. I have already learned so much about how scary decaf coffee is. Yeah, I know. It almost makes me not want to drink it. Who would have thought regular coffee is better for you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get personal. Yeah. I think you might anything. like this. Yeah, okay. I think you might like this one. Yeah. What unnecessary things do you spend money on but can't stop? Books. You know what's so funny? I I thought of books first and then I was like, but it's not unnecessary, but it was my first thought. It is when you buy them at the level I'm buying them. I can't stop myself from buying books. I mean, there's only so much reading you could get done. Like I've had to, I've made it a point to read 20 pages a day. I started at 10, I upped it to 20 and then I stopped. So I think I need to take it back down to 10, but like, and I'm starting to slowly get through books, but like, I, I have a pile next to me just to show you. Uh, Save a Cat Writes a Novel, How to Do the Work, Veg Patch for When I Grow a Garden. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right, you're, your answer no, is 100% not, this right. Is, this is just what was around the desk, David Nin- <laughs> Niven's memoir, um, Turn Life into Fiction, Write Your Story, uh, Goal Setting for Writers, <laughs> Creative Visualization, uh, Story Maps, TV Drama, Making a good script, great. And there's the one in my backpack too. And then playwriting. <laughs> my favorite is the stack that comes across the screen. And I know you've read three pages of maybe each. Yeah. So it's really, it's it's bad. Like I can't, I, it was bad when I walked into bookstores. I love a bookstore. I love going in. Yeah. I love like a Barnes and Noble. You smell the coffee. There's something about like ideas and, and freedom. <laughs> like I just can't help myself Crisp at books. bookstores. Fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. And then um, I just, I just got into a, like a, like, I don't know. I, you know, when you're like, you start writing a script, then you have questions and then you find books about it. And then, you know, and like some are recommended to me, some are from somebody who recommended on a podcast etc and it just this isn't even I swear to god it isn't even a quarter of it <laughs> you know a book's missing from that pile well, yours but that's because <laughs> it doesn't come out until ding April 29th <laughs> that's true I don't know why it's coming out so much later in the UK but um we could do this funness all over again yeah um it's funny I did think of books when I thought of this question because I I 
I'm still in the middle of power of now. I had clearly read it before, but I started rereading it because of our podcast. And I stopped in the middle of that to read the male depression book, which I finished. And then uh, read another book, a graphic novel that I finished. And I've tried not to have more than two because I'm the same way. I'm a, like, I'll just keep piling it. And then, and I have tons of books on my shelves that I haven't read. By the way, I bought this book. I knew I had it but I could not find it. I looked all over my room for three days and I was like, I want to finish this book, but I cannot find it. So I bought it used. And as soon as I bought, I'm not even exaggerating within like two minutes of buying it, I found it. And then I had to cancel it and it said it canceled and it didn't charge it. And then I must've not canceled it fast enough because then it showed up. So now I have two copies of this book and I'm What's angry. Uh, it's Robin. It's like about Robin Williams. Okay. A biography. It's You can good. gift it to I, me. Birthday's coming up. That's true. I'll send it to you. I like it, but I forgot how much memoirs are better than biographies. It's more like a preference. Like it's good. It's not like it's bad, but like aesthetically, I used to read a lot of biographies when I was younger because it was just about getting information. But now because of podcasts and the freedom of information has shown so many different styles and whatever that now like this biography is just, it feels so meh. Like, yeah, I could have told the story, but like, I could have done the same research this guy did and did a way better job. And that's why I wrote a book. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ding. Ding. Um, Okay. So my, my frivolous things that I can't stop buying is beverages. I fully believe (laughs) buying a cup of coffee or, you know, for me, it's like a chai latte or a Thai iced tea or bubble tea is a complete waste of money. Like it's just, especially when, cause I started making chai lattes at home. Cause all it is, is like the pre-mix, some milk, I like it with ice, you know? And it's like, they charge you as much as a latte. They charge you like $4, but it, it's maybe not even 50 cents of, of product. Like, you know what I mean? So when I was doing that, I was better, but I've been buying a lot of, I'd like a Thai iced tea. Like I just find excuses to celebrate. Well, then, you have had a lot to celebrate about, haven't you, Liz? I I guess, but I just know how, <laughs> like, can't make me. Um, <laughs> I say when I talk about my book. Ding, ding. No, okay. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I get them as like a, because I've, I've noticed, because I'm probably going to try to cut out sugar again soon. Cutting out food sugar isn't nearly as hard as beverage sugar. I love, mm. I love a soda. I love a latte. I love a bubble tea. I just, I love sweet tea. Like I love sugary beverages. I'm drinking a plain green tea with no sugar right now. And it's fine. It's fine. But if you want to see the happiest version of me, it's $4 and there's sugar in it. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's where I feel happiest. Um, But it's a fucking waste of money. And every time, like, and you know me, I'm like such a penny pincher and such a budgeter that like, I'll, instead of taking the subway for 275, I'll walk 45 minutes, but then it's a $5 beverage. And I don't even think twice about it. I'm like, happiness is five minutes of this. No, I, I totally get it. And like uh, bubble tea and Thai iced teas are uh, so good. And I remember when you were in London and we went to Camden and you were looking at the street art and you had me hold your bubble tea, but then you look back and I was sipping your bubble tea and you were like then <laughs> torn between the street art and your bubble tea. <laughs> and you're like, stop drinking my stop drinking my bubble tea <laughs> but I, I knew that it was like a timer because you could spend all day with the street art so I was like <laughs> but I know anytime I hand you food a beverage or whatever I've I've like <laughs> I've literally just like 
it's like when somebody finds five dollars on the sidewalk and you're like could I, it could be somebody else's but it's mine now and as soon as it touches your hands I'm like I've just lost half of what I gave you <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just something I that's that's a contract I've made in this friendship I'm like yeah I'm like a, a bank that charges all kinds of interest or I don't know I'm something I but what much. I appreciate about our friendship because we don't even ask at this point like the food goes down and we both have forks on each other's plates or whatever I yeah and I, I haven't I, go ahead what I didn't realize until recently that that's how I am in most of my friendships like Burkash like I had dinner with him maybe like a month ago and he was already in my food and I was like oh I forgot like that missing my friends that's what I realized I missed is that like we're talking and eating and we're all in each other's plates and that feels like it's gonna be a while before that happens again that's when like I decided I was friends with Helen Hong. It was just like, I was like, do you want some of my food? She's like, yes. Do you want some of mine? I was like, yes. I was like, we're gonna be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just is such a, the sharing thing is great. And I, I learned very quickly with the fork thing that Johnny doesn't go for that. So <laughs> 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 He's very much like he wants, if he has food, he wants it. <laughs> but, but have you noticed that like, we'll be somewhere. And as soon as the, I make sure the plate is closer to you, like I'm literally putting it down and I'm just like, well, I don't want fucking food on the, on the table. Like, I know how this is going to end. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. And then my other, my other overspending lately has been clothes. Cause I discovered thread up, which is at that thrift. I think I told you about, it. it's like a thrift store app where it's people. Yeah. I I've actually sent a bunch of stuff in and I've gotten rid of stuff. Um, Cause that was my thing. If I'm going to buy something, I need to get rid of some stuff, but I don't need first I'm wearing, look at me, I'm wearing the same sweatshirt and leggings I wear every day. And even yeah. with stuff opening up, I have clothes. The one thing with ThreadUp is like, these are nice clothes that I'm buying for anywhere from 10 to $20. Like it's literally an eighth of the price and it's pre-owned and it makes me feel better that I'm not buying. Yeah, but I've spent hundreds at charity shops and thrift stores and like, it's still like, cause it's so cheap. You're like, I can't pass it up. And then you spent so much money. I have like so many shoes. I wear one pair of shoes. <laughs> That's it. And like, but like, yeah, I'm the same way. Topic? Yeah. Cool. I'm kind of excited about this topic because I, I've, my feelings on it have changed so much over the course of like, I would say the last 10 years. But the topic is the importance of crying. Um, I'm a crier. That's, I'm just, I am. There's a, there's a, um, a patch. There's some artists I follow and it's just a patch and says, I cry a lot. And I, I get to buy it, but I kind of want it. I feel like I cry in emotional spurts. It's like I'll have like two or three days of the month where I'm like, ah, like everything is sad. But then I don't really cry otherwise unless I'm crying about something. I've changed. I mean, I used to, when I was really like emotionally repressed and like felt like I couldn't be myself or talk to anybody and there was like a lot of shame around crying, I feel like I did it more. And of course I didn't express my emotions and stuff. So like, I would say from like a kid to like my mid twenties, I felt like I cried every day. Like it really did feel like every day I cried and now, and then, you know, depression and whatever, whatever. But like now, like you said, like it has to be like something happened or I'm going through something or just, you know, that time of the month. That's actually how I've started to know that I'm PMSy is that I'll start crying and I'll be like, what is this about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember one time when I was PMSing and it was in my teens. So I wasn't super used to being like my period yet, but I was watching Beavis and Butthead and um, Beavis didn't get laid for some reason. Like he screwed it up and I just started mm -hmm. crying and I was like, 
I was like, he's never going to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I am Beavis in this scenario. <laughs> but yeah, then you go, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to get really worried about my friends and family. I know this isn't about PMSing, but like, uh, I start to like get really paranoid that something bad will happen. And then I'm like, oh, it's before my period. And that's when I usually, I have unjustified worries and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, no, I can see that. I also, I cry a lot while running, which is like a weird thing. Cause what happens is I'll go for a run and it's like my mind kind of wanders and I start thinking about stuff. And sometimes it's work related. Sometimes it's, it's just like life in general, but then all of a sudden I'm just like, oh my God, what if, what if my mom dies? Mm. My mom's going to yeah. die. And then I'll just be, I'll be running in the park crying. And I'm just yeah. like, God damn the stupid brain of mine. I'm like, ugh. but like, there's some people that it, there's like, it takes a lot for them to cry. And mine is just like a teeny tiny thought. And I'm like, and then people are like, what's wrong? I'm like, someday people are going to die. <laughs> they're like, yeah. oh, are they sick? no, my mom is in like the best shape of her life. She'll probably outlive me. <laughs> I always cry thinking about people close to me dying, but like, you ever think about them crying about your own death and then start crying? <laughs> no. Me never. either. No. <laughs> no, I've never, never. Don't life. know what that's about. I have thought about how people, especially with this like posturing, again, I don't know if that's a word, but like someone dies and like, you know, we say something nice about them and stuff, which I think is actually really beautiful. But then I'm just like, yo, there's people that's not even saying something nice about the shit I'm doing alive. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're not going to fucking say something nice about my special or my book again, um, ding, uh, it has ding. to happen. It has to. Yeah. Um, then what are you going to say when I die? Like it's bullshit. I want, I want accolades now. I want people to care now, but I do, I do have moments where I'm like, I think about my legacy. Yeah. You know, of course you do. But I don't get, I'm, I'm well, so, okay. You and I have talked about, um, how we cry on public transportation. We cry in the back of cars. Like, uh, is that, is that healthy? Do you think that's healthy to cry that much? <laughs> well, first of all, I think because like, like the running, the being on subway, being in the back of the car, the same way you try to get a baby to fall asleep. You know what I mean? By like this movement, like there's something about your mind wandering that causes you to feel emotions to me it's just a trigger that I'm in work mode or I'm not letting myself feel that that's why when I have a moment to myself I'm on the subway I don't have any work to do that's when I start crying like to me it's less about where it is and more about the state of mind I'm in I'm constantly in work mode I'm constantly moving and then when I sit down and I have a moment of peace I find out that I'm upset and I had no idea because I never allowed myself to relax or feel do you think that there's um, uh, unproductive crying? Because I know like working through something and crying is healthy, but like, like I feel like when I was little, I would hurt myself and then if I would start crying and then if like, I want to say my brother or my dad, but maybe my mom said like, you're fine. And I would be like, oh, okay. And then I would be fine. So it's just yeah. felt like the crying was just there for attention or something like. It's weird because like, so I was doing some research and um, there's three types of tears. Okay. You know, I love my research. I love There's, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reflex tears, continuous tears, and emotional tears. So reflex tears is like literally like clearing debris, smoke, dust. It's literally when you tear to like get shit out of your eye. Then continuous tears is to lubricate your eyes and protect from infection. It's 98% water. That's again, 
makes sense. And then emotional tears contain stress hormones and other toxins. Crying flushes these out of your system. And there's like this belief that by crying that you're actually it's like healing. Like it, it's, it's not just this, like, and I can go You're into like the physically fit. healing yourself by getting rid of the stress hormones. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And I, it's funny, I was looking for this and I couldn't find it. I don't know when I heard this, but I heard maybe like 10 years ago that crying for 10 minutes is healing, but anything after 10 minutes, you're just kind of torturing yourself and you're having a pity party and it's not actually really helpful. What if you're mourning? Yeah, but you're not just, it's not like 10 minutes and then you're done, but like you cry for 10 minutes, you go about your day, then you might cry for 10 minutes. But it's like, if you're crying, just sitting crying for a full hour, you're just torturing yourself. And you're, it's like, you're do it's you doing something to yourself as opposed to, let's say something fell on my foot. It hurts so much that I start to cry. You cry and then it's over. But I think, you know, mourning is like, Mourning or even just being sad in general is like, it's a process and it's an ebb and flow. It's just this continuous, if you're just sitting there crying for hours, you have depression or you're, I don't know, you're looking for somebody to save you. I don't, I don't know. But like, there is a too much crying. I mean, to the point where even this says like, you need to see a doctor at some point if it's too much. And that's actually how I either know I'm in a, a, I've gone into a depressive state or if I'm, I really need to process my emotions. Like, I think like before I went through my breakup, I knew it was like kind of, I was going to have to end it. So there was a part of me that was like crying because I knew it was over and I was going to have to go through something painful. And then as I was in the breakup, I was sad. So I was crying. And then when I was kind of healing, I kind of noticed that I was like, oh, I just, I have moments where I cry as opposed to, it's like a couple times a day, like a little fun ritual because I was so emotional as a kid and, and such a very cryy person. I don't know how to say that. Um, I'm more aware of when I cry now and what it means. Hence why I really do think if you're crying on public transportation, it's because you're so busy, you haven't allowed yourself to feel anything. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's like when you're a new mom and you're trying to figure out your different babies, your your baby's different cries. Like yeah. this means they shat themselves. This means they're hungry. <laughs> and you're just learning that whole thing for yourself as you get older. I do though. I, I, it's really taking me a long time to understand. Like, I think we all know, like when you physically hurt something, you hit your funny bone or, you know what I mean? You get like a crazy cut and you're just like, and you're almost like ashamed and you just like small tear comes down and you're like, what are you serious? Um, mm-hmm. but I've had moments, like I now know like my, my peer, like my PMS cry, like that one where you're like, what is this about? Like comes out of yeah. nowhere. It's like for something that's stupid, like I dropped my phone and my case broke. My phone's fine. My case broke. And I was like, my case. And yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah, messy. Why am I crying over a $10 case? It even did its job. <laughs> it, the phone is fine. <laughs> but I, I'm, I mean, I'm more in touch with my emotions now. Like I've also like, how many times have you texted me and you're like, Hey, do you have time to talk? And I'm like, I'm sad. And I'll probably start crying immediately. And you're like, okay. All right. Like I can tell you now before I cry when I'm going to cry. And I remember when I was dating my ex that like we would be in a fight and I, I'm like, I'm going to cry now. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, I was just like, I, well, that's, I'm that's crazy. funny because when, when uh, Johnny and I fight and I feel like I can't articulate my side of things and I feel misunderstood and I feel frustrated. 
then I start crying and then I feel bad because it seems manipulative, but it's not like I'm trying to be like, well, look how bad you've made me feel. You've made me start crying. It's just like, I'm just I'm, at a loss. <laughs> I'll be honest. I think 70% of my crying is like frustration. And like, I I've cried over my computer. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, I just, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be smarter than me. Like why? Like I've like technology has probably made me cry more than people. Like if I'm being perfectly honest and even communicating with people, it's like, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's just, I'm so frustrated and I don't know how to articulate myself and I feel fucking nuts. And it's like my, my brain shuts down and it's like, we're going to take a 10 minute. I hate my life break. <laughs> Do you remember when I was trying to figure out I was in Brooklyn. I was trying to figure out my visa, but the visa websites just make it impossible to figure out what you needed to do. You couldn't talk to somebody unless you paid like $10 a minute. And even then you still didn't get somebody on the phone and they couldn't help you with your particular thing. And this website was like hard on purpose. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm just not gonna, you're like, all right, let's calm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Because you weren't a part of it. And in the whole process of me just being met at every attempt with, you've done something wrong and it just didn't make any sense. No, I, I, I swear to God, most of my crying is frustration crying where I'm just like, I'm so fucking tired. And the other, that's the other thing I know, just like a baby when I'm exhausted, like when I was like touring constantly or like, just like couldn't sleep, I get so fucking emotional. Like I'm crazy. My friend, so my friend and his girlfriend just had a baby six months ago or whatever. And we were going for a walk and he was just like, yeah, she just seems like on edge. And she like, I don't know, she's so emotional and da, 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 da. And I'm like, dude, she's not sleeping. Like literally her body is a vessel to feed something else. And she now had, it's a form <laughs> of torture to wake somebody up like every hour on the hour. And that's what this baby is doing. Of course, she's going to be emotional. I was like, your only job is to make sure she sleeps more and help her keep your baby alive. But like, yeah, man, I'm like that when I like, take two 6 a.m. flights in a row and I'm like so emotional but I I cry a lot like again that's how I know I'm like exhausted is I'm just like I'm I'm right there like like the smallest thing happens and I'm like oh I'm fucking so tired right now so can we talk about like keeping like like men basically have been raised I don't know if gener these generations I don't know if like this generation of men are being raised to not cry like, I feel like women are having babies now and just like both parents are like, you're cool. You can cry. I don't know. But like, yeah, um, most men are not allowed to cry. So this is what I read. American women cry 3.5 times each month. Seems extremely low, by the way, especially like <laughs> I was like, who are these Russian the ones born women that moved to America that's ruining the statistics? Yeah, the ones like, who answer surveys apparently have their shit together. <laughs> Holy shit. I was like 3.5 times a month. I that's a goal of mine. You just gave me to <laughs> I want to I want it to be 3.5 times a month. Average men, American men is 1.9 times per month. Oh, so then it says Yeah, I'm, I was actually very proud of them. And then um and then it varies per uh, by country. So America actually is high. More more Americans cry than other. And then the examples they gave is women in China is 1.4 times a month. Men in Bulgaria is 0.3. Mm. And I was like, wait, what? Like, but what I find interesting is I was raised in a so first of all, nobody likes it. The person crying doesn't like nobody's like, like, no, like 
I'm not gonna say nobody, but most people, there's a lot of shame around it. So most people don't enjoy doing it, let alone hate doing it in public, hate other people seeing them cry. It's because it's like, like, it's not because like, look how emotionally low I am. It's, it's like, don't look at my, my face right now could not be uglier <laughs> when you yeah, cry, yeah, like yeah. you're puffy, yeah. your eyes are swollen and everything is a mess. Yeah. I remember I was like silently crying on the subway where we cry. Um, and it was like during the day and this person looked up and they, and they kind of were like, and I had my headphones in and they kind of basically were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And they go, okay, if you're not. And I was like, thank That's you. That's nice. And it was like one of the nicest moments. Like they weren't like, I hate when people are like, let me save you. And I'm like, I don't need to be saved. I'm a child. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what this is about. And then I'm going to have to lie. I'm going to be like, my whole family died. <laughs> like, I can't be like, I had a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I did that um, when I got broken up with in New York and then the subway was on strike and I had to get to work. So I took a car and, but it was, the car was picking up other taxis were picking up other people because the subway was on strike. And so my face was a fucking mess. And this one woman comes in and she must've been Southern. So she's just asked me questions. And I was like, my cat died. Cause I didn't want to say I got broken up with. It felt more pathetic. And she's like, oh, <laughs> sorry and I was like I know and then you know and then a guy gets in and he just looked at me and just like went like look straight ahead like a true yeah. New Yorker absolutely like not gonna ask this isn't my problem yeah ex- not my problem and then she's like problem. her cat died and just offering the information yeah <laughs> like, yeah 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 this isn't she's not pathetic it's not about a boy um <laughs> his name was Roger okay I was raised that I wasn't allowed to like drink sugary beverages and watch tv and cry and I feel like those are all, I just kind of put all this all you together. Love. Yeah. I love, I love TV. I love my sugary beverages and I love, and I don't love curring, but like my dad was like, don't show your emotions. Stop. Like, like this kind of rigidness. And I think that suppression only makes it, and I'm, like I said, much better with therapy ever since. But I mean, I think there's, there's this raising of like, you cannot, you cannot cry and people eventually shut down almost what we talked about in the male depression um, episode where like eventually you just are completely disconnected to your emotions and you it's it's severed and it would take a lot of work for it to come back and I think they do it differently in every country I wonder if both genders today growing up like how they're gonna because this is more a, like express your emotions you're entitled to your emotions let it out kind of culture than it was even in the 80s and 90s when we grew up some other facts or I can just talk about how puffy I get when I cry and what about a mix of both <laughs> my face just gets bigger and bigger that is the best because like FaceTime is more of a big thing now and like I'll be sad and you'll be like do you want to FaceTime and I'm like absolutely not <laughs> I you've I, seen me at my worst and I still don't want you to see my puffy red blotch splotchy I get very splotchy snot everywhere like I'm I don't I if I'm gonna cry it's gonna be all the emotions coming out of my face at once. I am the ugliest cryer. And then you catch a glimpse of yourself and you're like, makes you cry more. You're like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> there's no cover up that can fix this. <laughs> um, okay, so so there's a bunch of benefits to crying. The first one I told you earlier was the defox- detoxifies your body. The second is self-soothing. I think that's what everybody kind of knows. Um, uh, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, the PNS which helps your body, uh, <laughs> right? I like it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I do, I do get it. 
I'm trying to fucking be serious right now. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, which helps your body um, kind of uh, whatever, just process emotions, feel better. Then number three, it dulls pain, like physical and emotional pain. It actually does help. Like um, uh, it releases uh, oxytocin and, and endo endogens, endogen, endogen, endogenous opioids. I didn't say that right. Um, otherwise known as endorphins. So these good chemicals can kind of help ease both physical and emotional pain. There's a weird kind of numb phase afterwards. And then there's a sense of calm and well-being. So it actually does, it has a purpose. Like it does help, um, improves your mood. So it can lift your spirits. Um, I guess when you cry, you take in quick breaths of cool air and the breathing of, of this air can help regulate. That's interesting. Um, Cause in yoga, like we have like, like these like short breaths through your nose it's just like and I wonder if because that's kind of similar to the crying fake crying breaths. you're doing fake crying yeah. to trick your brain into feeling good yeah so um basically it helps regulate the temperature of like your brain and it makes it like more pleasurable and stuff and then number five uh rally support yeah, I got like I will say this, like especially in a friendship or a relationship, when I start crying, shit is serious. Like I remember with my ex, like all of a sudden he knew like, oh, this is cuz I didn't want to cry and I would do everything I could, but as soon as I did, it's like, oh, come here. I'm sorry. This is and my face gets all twitchy. I'm like, oh. Oh. You bottom is like, you know. Uh helps you recover from grief, so like what you said with mourning. Um, it's just, a, you know, clearly there's morning. Isn't this like, it's, I think over time and, and it's a process and what have you, but like it helps with that. Um, and restore emotional balance. Sometimes you can, um, cry when you're happy, you're scared or you're stressed and crying can like help just, there's like an equilibrium. Like it kind of like, Oh, I'm getting too happy. Let's bring it down. Oh, I'm too stressed. Let's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, I've definitely, I've happy cried. Um, I, I definitely stress cry. Like that is half my crying. Oh yeah. And then the last two are for babies. So it helps baby babies breathe. So the first time they cry after being born, um, it helps them adapt to like the outside world. That's why like the baby crying when it comes out is really important for their lungs and stuff. It also and shows then, that they're breathing. Right. Exactly. Like, hmm. Yes. And then number nine is helps babies sleep. So crying increases both the sleep length and reduces the number of times an infant wakes up during uh, the night. So um, it has to kind of go with sleep training and stuff. That and is actually- kind of interesting about crying. Like, do you feel like like um, tired after crying? Because I've never like cried and then been like, all right, let's go play tennis. Like <laughs> maybe it's emotional because you're in an, like a sad or emotional state. But like, I feel like crying might actually wear you out. I've had both. I've had actually like the cries were like, I need to take a nap. Like, you know, especially especially when you're going to be, like the amount of times I've cried myself to sleep and I'm like, it was a pretty good rest. I'm not a... You know, I feel this baby logic is pretty good. Like didn't wake up really sound like it was better than melatonin. I definitely have had during the day and at night where it just knocks me out. Cause it's just all like all my, my brain just like, is like, we're done. Um, but I've also had it where like, especially with stress crying, it just kind of is like, all right. Like it almost like starts, it's almost like a reboot. Like it just starts me over and then I'm ready to work. The amount of times I've talked to my friends and they're just like, ah, I had a good cry. Like my sister told me the other day, she's like, I cried. I was like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just need to get it out. Just need yeah. To get that. Yeah. It's like a Sometimes. booger. That's just like, you're just like, 
it's just there and you're like, I just, ah, ah. and then as soon as you're like, oh, I can focus again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you're working all day or you're around people all day and you're like, as soon as I get home, I'm going to cry and it's going to be great. Time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I rushed home to cry. <laughs> oh man. Like people probably think they're like, oh, our stomach. And I was like, no, my emotions. I just <laughs> public right now. Uh, especially like you're putting on sweatpants. You're like, I'm going to get under the covers and I'm going to cry and it's going to be exactly what I needed. Yeah. Now we're going to um, get a sugary beverage, Liz, because you burned it. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah. I want to, I want to hear, I want to hear if like how crying kind of helps you, like have, if you've learned stuff about yourself, especially some of like, our male viewers where like, I think you're taught that crying is wrong and you can't do it and you're not allowed. And then as you've learned to kind of process your emotions, how you, how you've realized it's been helpful. Um, uh, maybe some of the myths you've learned about crying, like, or like what you've been taught about it. But I, I actually, I was taught that they, it was bad. And then I've learned that it's like, just fucking do it. And it helps you process your emotions and you can get on with your day. Like, it really is just like, I just need to move on with my day. And if I just let myself cry, I'll feel so much better. So you can write to us at two non-doctors. That's two non forward doctors at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks guys. Bye. And that's why I wrote a book. <laughs>